at last. At last. Today. The palanquin had threaded past the great towers of Capital City, and a mammoth edifice of opalescent stone now seemed to rise just ahead. The Conclave Arena, seat of government of all of the Gubru race and clan. Nervous, anticipatory shivers flowed down the bureaucrat's headcrest, all the way to its vestigial flight feathers, bringing forth chirps of complaint from the two Kwaku aides. How could they finish preening the bureaucrat's fine white feathers, they asked, or buff its long hooked beak, if it didn't sit still? I comprehend, understand, will comply, the bureaucrat answered indulgently, in standard galactic language number three. These Kwaku were loyal creatures, to be allowed some minor impertinences. For distraction, the bureaucrat returned to thoughts of the small planet, Garth. It is the most defenseless earthling outpost, the one most easily taken hostage. That is why the military pushed for this operation, even while we are hard-pressed elsewhere in space. This will strike deeply at the wolflings, and we may thereby coerce them to yield what we want. After the armed forces, the priesthood had been next to agree to the plan. Recently the guardians of propriety had ruled that an invasion could be undertaken without any loss of honor. That left the civil service, the third leg of the perch of command. And there, consensus had broken. The bureaucrat superiors in the Department of Cost and Caution had demurred. The plan was too risky, they declared too expensive. A perch cannot stand long on two legs. There must be consensus. There must be compromise. There are times when a nest cannot avoid taking risks. The mountainous conclave arena became a cliff of dressed stone covering half the sky. A cavernous opening loomed, then swallowed the palanquin. With a quiet murmur, the small vessel's gravitics shut down, and the canopy lifted. A crowd of goo-brew in the normal white plumage of adult neuters already waited at the foot of the landing apron. They know, the bureaucrat thought, regarding them with its right eye. They know I am already no longer one of them. In its other eye, the bureaucrat caught a last glimpse of the white-swaddled blue globe. Garth. Soon, the bureaucrat thought in Anglic, we shall meet soon. The conclave arena was a riot of color, and such colors. Feathers shimmered everywhere in the royal hues, crimson, amber, and arsene blue. Two four-footed Kwaku servants opened a ceremonial portal for the bureaucrat of cost and caution, who momentarily had to stop and hiss in awe at the grandeur of the arena. Hundreds of perches lined the terraced walls, crafted in delicate, ornate beauty out of costly woods imported from a hundred worlds. And all around, in regal splendor, stood the roostmasters of the Gubru race. No matter how well it had prepared for today, the bureaucrat could not help feeling deeply moved. 
Never had it seen so many queens and princes at one time. To an alien, there might seem little to distinguish the bureaucrat from its lords. All were tall, slender descendants of flightless birds. To the eye, only the roost master's striking colored plumage set them apart from the majority of the race. More important differences lay underneath, however. These, after all, were queens and princes possessed of gender and the proven right to command. Nearby, roostmasters turned their sharp beaks aside in order to watch with one eye as the bureaucrat of cost and caution hurried through a quick, mincing dance of ritual abasement. Such colors! Love rose within the bureaucrat's downy breast, a hormonal surge triggered by those royal hues. It was an ancient, instinctive...